Well, let's uh, bow our heads for a word of prayer, and then we'll jump into our devotional. Our dear loving Father in heaven, thank you for this Sabbath day. It's a special Sabbath day as we have congregated together here at this conference. We've been truly blessed to be here and to, to basically draw closer to you and understand you better through the things you've created. Thank you for the fellowship, and Father, thank you for your word. This morning, during this devotional time, we've come here to devote our lives to you for this day, and we open our hearts to you, our hearts that are a garden in which you plant seed. And we pray today, as we open your word, you will plant that precious seed in our hearts and water it with your Holy Spirit and warm it with your love and cause it to grow and bear fruit in our lives. Father, bless us now as we open your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The seed that we're going to plant this morning is found in the book of James, if you'd like to turn there with me. The book of James, chapter 5. And we'll start in verse 7. James chapter 5 and verse 7. And the word of the Lord says, Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. The Lord is coming soon, but it requires patience for us to be ready for him to come. Patience is important, it's a virtue that undergirds every other virtue that the Lord is seeking to develop in our lives. It's the essential fiber that binds every virtue together. In fact, if we look at the three uh, vital ones that we must have, faith, hope, and love, without patience, we don't have any of them. If we turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, this wonderful chapter about love, 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 4, love is described this way. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 4 says, love suffers long. There's patience involved in suffering long. You can't suffer long without patience. Love is kind, love does not envy, love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely. A rude person is usually rude because they're impatient, they don't have patience. It does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails." Patience is the essential fiber of love. If we want to love, we must have patience. Faith. Can we have faith without patience? We can believe, but we cannot have faith unless we have patience. Because faith is belief that is put into action 
And when we believe what the word of God says, we are exercising patience in what he says. We believe it and faith exercises patience to wait on what the Lord has promised. We cannot have faith without patience. Hope. Hope, it requires patience. We hope in what the Lord has said. In fact, we believe it to be true, and we wait for the fulfillment of what God has said. We cannot have hope without patience. Therefore, the Bible says, Be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Patience is vitally important. But how do we have patience? What kind of patience is this? The verse carries on and says, See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. See. Seeing is believing. Seeing is perceiving. And seeing is understanding. I see, said the blind man. Did he see with his eye? No, he didn't see with his eye, but he understood with his heart. We have to understand with our hearts how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. See how the farmer waits. How does the farmer wait for the precious fruit of the earth? When I return from this conference, we'll be dropped off at the airport early in the morning and our flights are in the afternoon, and we will wait at the airport, probably sitting down somewhere, reading something, passively waiting for the plane. Does the farmer sit around passively waiting after he has planted his seed for it to grow, and then he can go out of the house and go and harvest it? Is that how the the farmer waits patiently? I don't know any farmer that waits like that. Every farmer I know is busy as those crops are growing. The farmer must go out and care for those crops. The crops have to be nurtured. They have to be cultivated. They have to be weeded. The pests have to be dealt with. They have to be driven away. The farmer is, act, is very active. It's not a passive waiting, a passive patience. It's a very active patience. And so the farmer is busy in his patience. He has hope that he is going to harvest precious fruit. He believes that the Lord is going to do his part. He plants the seed. The Lord causes that seed to germinate and causes the plant to grow. And the farmer cooperates with the work of the Lord to bring the the precious fruit to fruition so that there will be a harvest. The way the farmer waits is an active working with belief that it will come to pass. So we are told to see how the farmer waits. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. God will always do his part. God is faithful, and if we do our part and cooperate with him, there will be a harvest. There will be precious fruit. But there is a spiritual application for this in our lives. It's not just a practical lesson of how the farmer carries out his work and how he gains success, but the spiritual lesson is about our hearts, about how we need to exercise patience in our lives. 
The, the, the Bible goes on in verse 8 of uh, James chapter 5 and says, You also, like the farmer, you also be patient. There's an activeness in this patience. Establish your hearts. Establish your hearts like the farmer. Build the character like the farmer who is diligently out there cultivating the crop. Be diligent in establishing your heart, knowing that the Lord will do what he's promised. The heart, the, the garden of our lives, as we receive the word, has to be cared for. It has to be cultivated. As this precious seed of God's word is planted and it grows up into a beautiful crop, we have to make sure that the weeds don't choke it out. We have to make sure that those weeds come out. Do you know that in, in a, uh, just a square foot of, of topsoil, in native topsoil, there's typically a million weed seeds there? Those weeds will come up continually and um, they need to be continually removed. And if we wait until they're too big, they start choking out the plants, they, they steal nourishment from the plants, and they can cause the disease and, and, and harbor pests, and, and it really uh, causes havoc for the plants, and the plants have a hard time delivering to us the precious fruit. We must be diligent, like the farmer, to make sure that those weeds are pulled out. You know, we don't just go to the Lord and say, Lord, I've got weeds, I've got sin, I confess them to you. We have to remove them, which is called what? Repentance. Repentance is the removal of those, those weeds and the things that we recognize as choking the good seed. And so we must be active like the farmer. We must have a patience like the farmer and establish our hearts, develop character, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Now, how do we apply this patience that the Lord is teaching us to be patient like the farmer? Verse 9 tells us, Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Grumbling against one another is a manifestation of impatience. You see, when we deal with one another, we are dealing with another person's garden, the Lord is causing seed to grow in that garden. And when we grumble against somebody else who is not at the level of growth that we think they should be, and we don't get along, we are hindering the work of the Lord. And our garden is growing weeds while we look at the other garden and say, you've got weeds there. And so the Lord is telling us we need to be patient. You see, there's precious uh, fruit in that garden that needs to be cared for with lots of tender love for it to grow and to, to uh, be brought to the harvest. If only we could look at each other to see that garden with that precious fruit and not be looking at the weeds. See, God will work in everyone's heart to show them the weeds that need to come out. God will work in them. And you know what? If we pray for one another instead of criticizing and grumbling at each other, then the Lord is able to shine the light of the Holy Spirit in that heart, into that garden, and show that person what needs to be dealt with. And as we, instead of criticizing and grumbling at each other, we share the love of God, that warmth that demonstrates the love of God enables that seed to grow even better, the good seed that is planted there. And so we must have the patience of the farmer with each other. We must be patient, 
patient with ourselves too. Sometimes we get discouraged. Sometimes we are ready to give up on ourselves because all we see is weeds coming up all the time. And we wonder if we ever are going to gain the victory and overcome fully. But just like that square foot of topsoil has a million weed seeds and it's going to continue, those seeds continue to germinate as long as there's moisture and as long as there's warmth to germinate them. So until the Lord comes, we will be combating our carnal nature. Our carnal nature that is drawn like a a piece of metal to a magnet towards sin, those thoughts that keep coming back that we don't like, we have to take them captive into the obedience of Jesus Christ. Those weeds have to be continually removed and let the precious seed flourish because the Lord is really the farmer. This earth is his farm. Our hearts are the gardens. And he's coming back for a harvest, not an immature harvest, not a weedy harvest, but a harvest that is ripe of precious fruit. We are that precious fruit. And when we are mature, the Lord is coming back to harvest us and to take us home. Meanwhile, we need to cultivate these gardens in our hearts. We need to be faithful and diligent like the farmer and care for the precious seed. We need to be continually planting seed. Farmers don't just plant a crop and go back and just watch it grow. They're continually planting as much as they can in the time that they have and caring for it because their livelihood is dependent on it. Our lives are dependent on all the seed of the word of God that we can plant in our hearts and to make that garden beautiful, to choke out every weed that can possibly grow there because we want to present to the Lord a beautiful garden. Be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. God will send his rain upon us. We need to be praying now for the early rain and the latter rain. We need to receive the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit will water the precious seed of his word and it will bear fruit. It will multiply. You know, when we plant one seed, we don't expect to get one seed in return, do we? We plant a seed and we look for a multiplication of that seed. We, we, we are looking for a greater harvest from that seed. And God is faithful because he will do his part. He never fails. It always amazes me when I go out into the garden and I, and I um, look at the plants. Every day when I go out there and I see growth, it excites me to see that growth and, and to see that God is doing his part. God has been at work day and night. He is w watching over our plants and causing them to grow. And he sends the rain. He gives us water. Even if we have to put it through an irrigation pipe, he still sent that rain. He still sent us the water that we, we use to irrigate our crops. He is faithful. He will send it, and we wait on him as he does his work. The Bible goes on in verse 10 of, of uh, James chapter 5. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure you have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. 
Take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. To be patient requires suffering at times. When we go into the garden, especially in the heat of the summer, we have to suffer from the hardship and the toil that comes as a result of that heat and the hard work that goes into weeding and cultivating. But it teaches us to endure. And endurance is patience applied in hardship. That's what endurance is. And so we learn to endure because we have hope in precious seed coming from the efforts that we put forward. As we look at the prophets who suffered as they spoke the word of the Lord, as they carried out his will and his purpose, they patiently waited for the results. Some of them did not see results, but they patiently waited. They suffered and endured. The Lord is teaching us that we need to endure. We need to endure with one another. Rather than grumble, we need to bear one another's burdens. We need to suffer if it requires that because somebody else's garden is not where our garden is at and looking at it might not please us, but we must have patience. We must endure knowing that the Lord will do what he has said. In fact, as we look at our divine farmer, the Lord Jesus Christ, we see a wonderful example of one who endured. And if you'll turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, just a few pages back. Hebrews chapter 12, we look to Jesus, the farmer who is planting seed in our hearts right now as we listen to his word. We look to Jesus, we see that he is waiting. He is patiently waiting for a harvest. Verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 12 says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance, patience that carries on during hardship, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, what was that joy? It's the joy that he's going to harvest precious fruit. The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus endured much suffering for us. As we spend time in our gardens and we learn from our gardens that we must suffer and endure the hardship that it takes to cultivate our crops, but we look to the joy, it's a little picture of what Jesus went through on the cross. It's a little picture of what he endured because of the harvest that he is anticipating. But what the Lord has been showing me, I've learned to be patient, to wait for the crops. They always come. There's always a harvest. But what the Lord's been telling me is, you need to now apply that same patience to your life. You need to now learn to be patient with people because they are my garden, they're what I'm cultivating, and you need to cooperate with me and be patient with them. I have a lot of students at times on the farm 
And sometimes I've heard it said that students kill plants. Sometimes they don't know what they're doing. Sometimes they don't know what they're paying attention to. And as we're out there weeding, and we have these sharp weeding tools, and I'm watching them and I'm, I'm trying to coach them along, they'll be turning aside and talking to their friend and, and trying to keep weeding, and all of a sudden they cut off the plant. That upsets me. <laughs> I don't like it. And sometimes I get impatient with them. But they are little tender plants. You know, when we plant little plants in our garden, we have to treat them with extra care. I've watched as someone takes the hose and the wand to water and isn't watching where that hose is going and brushes over those little plants. What happens to those little plants? They snap, they break, they get damaged. And when a plant is harmed when it's small, even if it continues to grow, it never grows um, perfectly afterwards. It always seems to show the results of the, the abuse when it was small. We have to be very careful with the young ones as we work with them and be patient with them. And the Lord is, is teaching me and rebuking me because sometimes I'm guilty of caring more for a plant than I am for a heart, a garden that belongs to the Lord Jesus. And so as we close this morning, my appeal as we've listened to the word of God is that as we apply ourselves to our gardens with diligence like the farmer, caring for it, nurturing it, let us do that with our own hearts, be patient with ourselves as the Lord is, is causing the, the, the plants that he has planted in our hearts to grow. Let us be patient with one another. Let the Lord do his work. Let us cooperate with him and be patient with one another because it's unity it's binding together that is needed, it is necessary for the work of the Lord to be completed. I could preach another sermon on that, but we won't this morning. Let us bow our heads as we pray. Loving Father in heaven, thank you for your word that was planted in our hearts this morning. You are watering it with your Holy Spirit. You are warming us with your love as we look to Jesus who endured the cross for us, despising its shame, because he loved us more than anything else. He was willing to go through that for us. Lord, as we are farmers and gardeners here, we've learned, we're learning and we've learned to endure as we watch our crops grow. We've learned to be active as we cultivate them. Father, help us to be enduring with one another and keep us from grumbling and criticizing and fault-finding each other but help us have patience. Help us to pray rather than grumble. And Lord, bring the garden of our heart to maturity so that you can come and harvest it. We must overcome. We must become like Jesus. But we can't make that happen. Only you can cause the growth. We're dependent on you, Father. Pour out your spirit on us. Cause us to become everything that you desire us to be. May we be surrendered so that you always have access to the garden of our hearts so that you can do the work that is necessary. Thank you, Father. Bless us through the rest of this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse. 
a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.